experience track and field like never before. That's what the Speed River Inferno banners say, and in my opinion, it's something I hold to be very true. The annual meet is a rarity these days. It's a club putting together a top-level meet, bringing in high-performance athletes, national record holders, and Olympians from across the country and around the world with a variety of events spanning from the 100 to the 1500 with pole vault and high jump thrown in for good measure. You know, a meet like this is not something you see without either being there or traveling a great distance to find another one, so that's why I'm here today. I'm here to ask you, a track and field fan, to join them at Alumni Stadium Friday, June 7th at 7pm to fill the stands and watch some very high level competition. Now for the Herculean task, I've brought some backup, Jean-Vierre Vallon. She joins me in just a second to explain why Alumni Stadium is the place to be. And if you're not going to listen to the national steeplechase record holder and current reigning cross-country national champion, then just who will you listen to? My name is Michael Rokas, and you are listening to The Terminal Mile at The Terminal Mile on both Twitter and Instagram, a Tracky Radio production. You've had a pretty high-profile 2019 so far. I mean, uh, looking at some of the events that you've you've been at, uh, you've been at a Diamond League meet, uh, you were at World Cross Country this year, and uh, you're adding another meet where people can can go and watch you and and perform at a very high level perhaps that is the reason why we are here today so where are you going to be uh on friday night um yeah i'll be at the speed river inferno um so in guelph and uh yeah it's been a pretty good uh year so far i actually haven't i haven't raced a ton but uh the races that i've run um we've really put an emphasis on them, um, just trying to, to make sure that we hone in on, on those specific events. And then once I'm ready to perform, you know, um, show up. So uh, Friday will be pretty good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it'll be my second 1500, which is usually a little bit better because you get the kind of wheels going and, and uh, you know, the rhythm and stuff. So um, I'm looking forward to, to racing in front of the home crowd. And then, um, you know, with Offsa happening here in Guelph, uh, it's, it's going to be pretty huge. Um, I mean, going to the track today just to just to get ready and stuff. It's uh, it's going to be pretty big. So um, I think if anyone is in the um, in the region, you know, you're going to see um, top notch track and field, and uh, you know, from all levels, not just from um, kind of the elite level, but also the high school level as well. You know, I, I definitely want to talk to you uh, about what, what's what been happening with your season so far, because there has been a lot of excitement surrounding that. But I mean, yeah, let, let's uh, let's stay in Guelph for, for a little while. I mean, it's it's not your hometown. Uh, that is that is Moncton, but it's it's the place that you've called home for, you know, a, a number of years now, all, all through your undergrad and stuff. What's it like racing, you know, at the Inferno? I mean, that the the, a really good field surrounded by people that you know watching you what 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 is that like yeah um so i've been in guelph yeah now for 10 years um i didn't expect it to be this long when, when i first moved out um but uh you know i was i fell in love the first the first time i went running with the with the golf griffins uh, i just i just knew it was the place that that i wanted to call home and yeah even though uh, moncton new brunswick still is my hometown and and um you know new brunswick and and uh, lacadie in general definitely has a strong place in my heart um being in guelph and and running here now is 
is like a second home. And, um, you know, I've developed a great network of friends and, and family. And, and um, so I think running here, you know, uh, back in the day, it was um, just kind of a low, like a low key meet that they put on um, at St. James track, which is like literally down the road from my house. And um, it was, it was fun because you, you had like, you know, the people around cheering on the track and stuff like that. And, uh, and, and now it's really evolved into this elite, um, this elite race, but at the same time, it hasn't gotten rid of that kind of low key, um, atmosphere while also being kind of this high performance race. So, um, you know, the level of racing has definitely gone up, but uh, that kind of feel of comfort and, uh, and the surroundings of, of having your friends and family, um, there who genuinely want you to just run fast and, uh, and support you. And, uh, you know, I get to go and travel around the world and do these great things, but, uh, it's really when you come home and you, you get to run in front of your friends and family, um, that's when, uh, that's when you, you get to run your really good races and really special races because you get to share it with, uh, with those people and, and, um, you know, running is, is a pretty sweet sport and, um, it on, on the big scheme of things, it looks like a solo sport and a solo effort, but it's definitely a team effort. And, uh, you know, my team here in Guelph has, uh, has helped me get to where I am right now. And, uh, so to be able to, to share these events with them and, and, uh, you know, hopefully go for, for a PB or PR or whatever you want to call it. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and have them right there on the sidelines. That's, uh, that's, definitely pushes you a little bit further and uh and uh helps you along the way yeah i, su- I suppose you you mentioned that you've been there for 10 years that that means you have seen you know some of the some of the really really early days pretty much almost at the inception of of the inferno i know that when they book these things you know they they like to throw in you know so, something kind of kind of cool I, I remember there was stories of, of taylor milne running the running the first sub minute uh sub sub four minute mile uh in wellington county you know you know that's that sort of stuff is there anything that, that you remember from from watching some of the early inferno meets something that really sticks out yeah definitely um i mean i watched taylor uh break the the canadian 2k record at the time <laughs> kind of an odd distance but um you know watching watching someone break the Canadian record in front of you um, definitely makes it kind of inspiring and, and wants the will to then go on and, and break, break your own records uh, definitely, definitely grows. And so, um, you know, having, having the chance to, to watch, uh, you know, Reed Colsat and Taylor and um, Alex and Chris Winter and uh, Hillary Stellingworth, you know, come and perform, um, definitely helped me then want to step into their their footsteps and and follow along and and become a part of that and you know in 2016 I was able to to then become a part of that team and uh, how cool it was to watch them grow and then now um be be that role model for for young kids and and for you know the varsity kids but then also the high school kids that that get to come and watch and and um so yeah, I, I definitely got to watch some really cool races as a part of the Inferno, and um, you know it's not always the big races that that are the 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 most inspiring ones. There's also just watching someone um, get a personal best and and uh, 
and someone who who might not have made an elite race somewhere else, but uh, because it's being put on in Ontario, getting a chance to to run with with the top dogs and um, and then you know reaching a new step and and uh, and heading towards the the bigger and bigger races after that. So um, I think the Inferno has done a really really good job at um, you know supporting local talent, but also um, growing as as an elite. Um, event that that's taken place now for yeah ever since I've been here um, the inferno has been taking place so um and you know it's that's that's definitely attributed to to the to the work of of Dave Scott Thomas and and Chris Moulton and um now you know the whole team that is like with Scott McDonald and stuff taking over so um but uh, but it is pretty cool to to see it in the stadium and and uh, you know I I was around when that stadium was just kind of a uh, it was a cinder track, and so now seeing it uh, hold some of some Canadian records, and and um, to see it hold uh, a lot of Olympians that have passed through, and and uh, these kind of big meets is is pretty incredible. So specifically, you're running in in what what looks to me like, like to be one of one of the you know really really good races of the night. They all the fields are are fantastic, but the women's fifteen hundred looks really especially sharp perhaps uh you know quickly run down who who have you got your eye on going into this i i know that you're you're a bit of a prepper going into these sorts of races so let's uh let's hear some of the some of the notes from you yeah um yeah i'm really looking forward to, to running my race i mean running the 1500 is always fun because it's half the distance that i normally race and uh there's no obstacles um <laughs> but uh but yeah it's it's fast so um getting that leg speed going is is always a little bit challenging at first but uh once it gets going it's it's good to kind of mix it up with the with the batch and um so yeah i, I mean it's great to see the toronto girls come coming up i mean lucia stafford her sister's been doing amazing things overseas so um seeing her as well like want to step into into those footsteps it's pretty cool and I, i'm looking forward to racing her um and then there's some americans coming up um and uh and i mean lauren paquette is uh her her husband is uh is a guelph alum so i've known her for a really long time and um actually got to train with her down in boulder um a few weeks ago and so having them in, our, in that race is going to be really great and i mean there's a number of other names that uh that i could go down the list and and um and such but uh and then in the i'm just really excited for the women's 800 i think that's going to be a great race as well um probably yeah one of the strongest fields that uh we've lined up in, in canadian history and and um so seeing that will be will be pretty cool and and you know but there's like there's so many good races throughout the night there's going to be some amazing hurdle races and and sprints and um, I mean, our Guelph group has developed such an amazing sprint group, um, and uh, and so watching them run is is always inspiring and stuff. So um, I think it's and then there's yeah the field events. So there's just way too much. So um, it's it's going to be a night full of action, and and then I think at the end of the night there's a, there's a special show with the with the Raptors and stuff. So. Um, I'll leave that to, to, to be determined for the people who, who come, but uh, I think it'll be a good night. Okay, so in, in the past, I know that, uh, that the 410 barrier in the, in the 1500 has been a 
bit of a a bit of an issue for you like a like an ongoing you know struggle for you you actually quashed that beast a little bit earlier this year uh, running a 409.93 i mean obviously you're looking for that to go down a little bit more how how fast do you see this race going yeah, um, I definitely want to bring my PB down. I mean, that's I think that's that's why we run is always run faster than than ourselves. And and uh, yeah, looking forward to to I, when I ran in that in in Nanjing a few weeks ago um, in China. It was it was a really really fast race. I mean, it, it got one in th- in three fifty nine. So um, the fastest race I've ever been in. Uh, but um, you know, it, it felt like a full out sprint, and I just run a steeple a few days before. So, um, coming off of fresh legs, it'll it'll feel uh, really great, and um, yeah, looking forward to see what I can do on the night of. Um, you know, uh, once the lights turn on, you never know what's going to happen. So, um, we'll see how fast we can go, and um, you know, hopefully, there's a few other girls who want to come uh, sub four ten with me, and and uh, and see how far we can dip under it. So. You know, speaking of your trip to China, it, it really came to, together really well for you. Uh, you ran the Shanghai Diamond League. Um, you really opened up your track season there. Uh, you ran a 929.82, which was, you know, personal best for you. But as a result, it was also uh, a national record. It qualified you for, you know, the what's happening this fall with the World Championships. I believe also an Olympic qualifier as as well too. Oh, wow. What a way to, to open up your season. But, you know, I, I was, I was wondering a little bit, I mean, with that fast 1500 in there as well too, how did this trip uh, to China come together and, and how did the, the planning all come together? Was it, was this something that someone pitched to you or, or what was going on there? Um, yeah. So, I mean, after, uh, we wanted to do kind of an altitude camp after world cross country championships, um, that took place in March in Denmark. And, um, so, you know, I'd done a lot of base training this year, uh, gearing up for the 10 K and, and world cross. Um, and that seemed to go really well. And then, uh, came back home, um, and hopped up to altitude and, uh, you know, looking for races after that. Um, we knew that, you know, we wanted to get into a good steeple and, uh, looking around, you know, um, actually heading to China seemed like the, like the best bet. Um, they were setting up a pretty good race and, uh, and there was going to be a lot of girls around that area and, and, and that time zone. So, um, you know, the travel from the West coast is not as daunting, um, as the travel from the East coast. So, um, you know, hopped on a plane, went to China and, uh, yeah, once, once we got there, you know, the, the plan really was to, to kind of nail it out of the ballpark and, and get a really good steeple so that we could get the season going and, and hopefully line that up for, for some other races as well. Um, so yeah, we, I mean, that was the plan was to go and, and run sub nine thirty. I've been in shape for that for, for a few years. And, um, it was just really making sure that all the pieces came together and, and, uh, luckily, you know, with the support of my team and stuff, um, things, things really did. And, and, uh, so we got that time in, um, early on in the season, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm working towards bringing that down even more. So, um, so it was good to, good to have that in and and good to get that going. And yeah, it's, it's awesome to, to get the like world qualifying and Olympic standard. And then also for it to be like a, a small PB, you know, you always have to, to take those, like I'll take them any day, but, um, (laughs) 
uh, yeah, sort of have that that in there. And then um, it just lined up really well that there was also a world challenge a few days later. And, uh, and you know, the, with the 1500, it was going to be a really, really fast race. And uh, um, I got a spot on the line. And um, so I went and, and, and did that. And so, yeah, like, like I said earlier, you know, we, we focused this year on, on targeting specific races and, and, um, once, once we got in, you know, just, uh, just making sure that, that they ran really smoothly and, um, that steeple race, it, it went out really nicely. And, um, you know, I, I paced it kind of pretty perfectly, um, to, to run that time. And, um, yeah, hopefully along the season we'll, we'll get even faster, but, uh, but good way to start for sure. You know, you, you mentioned uh, two PBs, but also you ran an Aarhus as well, too. Um, you mentioned a lot of base miles in there as well, and, and that was kind of where you spent the first part of your year. Do you think that that has any correlation to how well you've performed at the shorter distances on the track? Yeah, I think, you know, um, I've always kind of done really well not spending a ton of time on the indoor track. And, uh um, the past couple of years, we, we focused on getting some, some races in just to, to get some race tactics going. But this year, um, we knew that, you know, it was going to be a long season and, um, we didn't necessarily have to focus on the indoor season as, as much as in the past. So, um, and then I got injured around Christmas time. I got a knee bursitis and, and had to take about a month off. So, um, you know, things kind of lined up pretty well. I was just on the bike for, for a few months and then, um, once I started running, I, it, it was really smooth and it was good that, uh, I was running for cross country because I could just go out on the soft surfaces and stuff. And, um, you know, we didn't do things totally differently than we would have, but, um, it was good to kind of, yeah, build up towards the 10 K. And then when you drop down onto the track and you're running a lot faster and, and, um, all of a sudden the distance goes down, you know, threefold, it's, uh, it, it, a lot less daunting and and um you know you jump onto the onto it and and uh things were going really well and um you know i think having having my team and and all that helping me out and you know i had my teammate kate airs um in our who's as well with me and having her train throughout the winter with me was was really great and then um coming out onto the track we had jenna westaway who who had broken an indoor canadian record um this year so having her there and already kind of in that track zone definitely helped as well so um you know it was just a great combination of everything and uh, uh but yeah definitely having a bit of a base season um will help throughout the rest of this track season i think you know speaking of speaking of our who's i think everyone has has had a bit of a take on it including yourself actually in an iaaf video but you know that uh, at the world cross country meet where you I would say that that you did very well. Um, how would you, how would you describe that? You know, what what was your thoughts coming away from it? And you know, I guess uh, a month away from, or yeah, a month, two months away from from the excitement. Uh, you know, what what are your thoughts on on that course now? Oh, I still think it was incredible. I think it was it was ridiculous, but in a good way. And uh, you know, um, anywhere where they've got Vikings on the side of. Uh, on the side of the course and you're running through a beer tent has to be something special. And, uh, um, so I think it was, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, you've literally ran up a roof five times. Um, but, uh, it was also super fun. And, uh, you know, that's the essence of cross country is, is it being just going out into a field and running. And, uh, I think that 
they did a very good job with that and, um, you know, brought in so many elements. There could have been a little bit less sand. I would have been okay with that, but, um, you know, it, it was, it was really great. And, uh, I think, um, you know, I strive when, when things get tough and when things get kind of messy and, and, uh, and, you know, being a steepler, I'm not afraid of, of water pits and mud pits and stuff like that. So, um, I think that definitely played to my advantage, but, uh, um, you know, yeah, it was a great, it was a great experience. And I really hope that, you know, that competition um, will bring cross country kind of um, into the limelight and hopefully, you know, build cross country back up again. And, and um, I think, you know, it definitely showed that no matter what kind of runner you were, be it from the marathon down to the 1500, you know, you could find your stride and in kind of a hilly course like that and um you know it was extreme it was one of the it was the hardest race i've ever run but uh um i think it it made everyone tougher and uh, i think we're seeing seeing some of that uh, shine through uh, now in the in the following months so you mentioned uh you know big long season uh, doha the world championships in doha don't actually take place till you know end of september early october you know, how, how are you splitting up your, your season? Are you just planning on, on maintaining and, you know, basically going from, from April, April to October or, you know, like, have you, have you chopped it up uh, as far as to what your cycles are going to be and stuff like that? Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're just doing it a little bit differently than, than normal. I mean, it's not normal. So um, we're just adapting and uh, um, so, yeah, so I'll have kind of this earlier season and then head into to nationals and, and stuff and then um and then in august you know i'll take i'll take a bit of a week off after nationals um just to kind of to rest up and get my brain fresh and stuff and then um after that kind of jump in back into into serious training um into and hit some september meets and then down to uh down to worlds in at the end of september october so um yeah, I mean it's different. Usually at that time, you know, everyone's on on vacation mode. But uh, um, as long as you know that it's coming, and as long as you kind of know that that's it's still four months away, um, you you'll be fine. And uh, and I think um, just just knowing that there's lots of time before it, and and not stressing out, and um, make working with your team and your coach to to make sure that uh, you know you're not hitting the track too hard right now because it's going to be long. So, um, yeah, I, I guess we're just kind of adapting and, and, uh, I, as I hope, you know, most, most athletes probably are. And, um, I think, I think it'll be good. All right. So this, uh, this last question, it's, it's for perhaps some, some runners in London, maybe some runners in Toronto, Hamilton, uh, even as far as say Windsor, Maybe some some people who follow the sport and are driving to work right now, listening to this in the car, or maybe they're sitting at their desk right now, listening to this, or they could be at Offsa right now in Guelph, uh, you know, getting getting some of their own races in and and you know just waiting between races and that's that sort of stuff. Why should those people come out and watch the Inferno? Um, I think they should come out because they're going to be inspired. They're going to see people who are working really hard and, um, and things that the special things happening, um, you know, fast runners and, uh, fast races. And, uh, I think that's always exciting. And, you know, it's Friday night with, there's going to be 
Um, there's a lot happening, but, uh, you know, Guelph's a place to be. And, uh, if you want to make new friends or hang out with someone, um, you know, that's, that's the place to go. So, uh, if there's someone that you want to meet who's going to be there. You should, you should go because that's your opportunity. And, um, so, uh, I think, yeah, but mostly be inspired and have a good night. Uh, I think that's, that's kind of the main, the main thing you, that's why you should be there. <laughs> make friends and be inspired and it almost sounded like a like a pitch for for you know people on on like maybe you know this could be this could be the opportune date night as well too that's that's kind of what i was it could who knows yep (laughs) romance will be in the air at the inferno you heard it from jean-viev uh herself oh i don't know if you want that much (laughs) i mean my boyfriend is still in mexico right now so um you know he he'll be watching though (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man johnny raz you have nothing to worry about um you know every single time that that you've uh, you stepped on a onto a course or a track this season it's been it's been something special and i'm sure that uh that tomorrow or today depending on when, when you're listening that uh that your time at the inferno will be no different thanks so much for for joining us today uh johnny i really appreciate it yeah no worries <laughs> have a good one <laughs> That wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Hope to see you at Alumni Field for the Inferno. Big thanks as always to our guests, Jean-Vier Lalonde and Tracky for their ongoing support. If you've made it this far, I'm sure you're probably a pretty big fan of track and field, so why not head over to our iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify feeds and hit subscribe. If you do that, you'll get a bonus five-minute newscast every Monday to keep you up to date with what's happening in Canadian track. And hey, while you're there, give us a rating and let us know what you think. We always enjoy hearing from you. You can also find us on social media at The Terminal Mile. We're on both Twitter and Instagram with that handle. My name is Michael Rokas, and you've been listening to The Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. Music.